0: How many were here for the first service? Let me see by show of hands. Interesting. That's our fifty percent of us. Okay. So, who are here for only the second service? Wow. Okay. Go and tell your friends that they are missing second service. Just tell them that. this this is the overflow service and I don't know why but a lot of times God decides to do some different things in the second service. I remember um, last week we struggled to get the first service going by way of uh, teaching. It wasn't so in the Second service, and even though we are ten minutes, six ten minutes behind shadow, um, we'll see, we'll see. Okay. because I'll not really be preaching this morning, but we'll be expanding on only one aspect of what we started last week. Shall we pray? Peace like a river. Joy like a fountain The wind of your spirit Is blowing everywhere Love La- like a fountain Healing strength Let your father Alí Baru Cedelia tose fradolobo Cedelika dolobo sa lepa Baptize us afresh with the fire of the Holy Spirit. May our lives be set ablaze to follow you and to know that you are our God. Where you lead us, we will go. Where you take us, we will go. What you ask us to do, we will do set us ablaze oh God this morning cause us to understand life from your perspectives. show us from your word the next stage of our lives and help us to keep growing in the name of Jesus Amen I gave the first um, Service guys, an assignment, and um, we are all going to take the same assignment, and we'll look at it in the first part of next week. Projection team, can you please help me project the five stages? But um, expand it, and uh, let's take it one by one. Uh, okay, finally, of uh, expand it, so we we'll take it five by one, one by one. We started talking on our theme, growth and um, discipleship. And last week we talked about the five stages of our spiritual growth. The first stage, you can just skip it there, just blow it up and then just show it one by one. Okay, even if it overlaps, it doesn't matter. And I want all of us to write all this down because next week we are going to have an examination Alright, so the first stage of our lives in this world is life without Christ, the worldly life, life outside of Christ. And last week we looked at Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3 and we saw the characteristics of the life without Christ. Every one of us at one stage or the other, we lived in that state without Christ. And we saw that when Christ is not in our lives, we are spiritually dead. We follow the dictates of the lust of our flesh. Whatever our flesh pushes us to do, we obey. We come under the control of the devil and he he is the, the God of the children of disobedience. And that is how we used to live. So he causes us to disobey. So anyone who lives outside of Christ or anyone who does not have Christ in his life, that is how his life is like. So I want us to study Ephesians chapter 2 and write out 10 characteristics that we see from Ephesians chapter 2 that describe life without Christ. And make sure you have written all this down because next week, it's not going to be a quiz. I said it's going to be an examination. The second stage of our spiritual growth is when we experience the new birth. And this morning, I'll be sharing with us some thoughts about different kinds of life and how the new birth fits in. But... From Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 8, four, literally about 4 to 8, but you can take it from verse 1 to 8. I want you to write as many as 10 characteristics that describes this kind of life. I hope that many of us have experienced this kind of life, the new birth. But the truth is that even though we have experienced the new birth, we don't fully understand what the new birth is. And because of that we live shallow spiritual lives. Because of that when, when God leads us to do something, we we just don't do it. Either we don't care or we are ignorant of the consequences of not doing it or the benefits of doing it. So we we are just there. We've been talking out about you know increasing the capacity of heaven, making heaven happy, changing the mood in heaven. But it's like, okay, Uncle Batman has said it, so we are We're all in teacher, we are all in it. But practically, we are not experiencing it personally. Because we don't understand the new birth, because we don't think about that birth, and we don't we don't realize who we are in Christ because of the new birth. And this morning I'll be sharing with us about the five five types of lives. Then the third point established in Christ from Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 14 to 15 study this and I want you to write out five characteristics that show or five characteristics that describe anyone who is established in Christ. This is just an introduction. We'll take time to go into more detail. If I will take one, one particular series to talk about being established in Christ and how we can grow in becoming established in Christ. Because you see, when we are established in Christ, we are unshakable. We are not moved. Fashion does not move us. We determine how fashion should be around us. You know, we don't cheat in essence because we know who we are and we know what God has made us and we know what he will do through us. We are still establishing in, him. We know who we are. We know where we came from and we know where we are going. So things that our peers are doing, it doesn't move us. We rather become pace setters. We change our environment. We change our, our, our situation and we cause people to follow us as we become new leaders. So the third stage or the third stage in life is being established in Christ. Now the fourth stage is where we are matured in Christ. And I want you to study from Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 4 all through to 15. And as you, as you go through these verses, I want you to write a minimum of five characteristics that describes someone who is matured in Christ. Now, I would entreat all of us to listen to the podcast. How many of us have listened to the podcast of last week's message? Wow. Not even one. Well, it's important that... How many of us are on WhatsApp? How many of us are not on WhatsApp? Okay. Whether you are on WhatsApp or not, get a friend who is on WhatsApp and get the link to our podcast and make sure you listen to these messages and take your own notes. Whatever God teaches you, write it down because we're going to have a series of discussions on these things and we need to practically grow in them. Okay? If you are not on WhatsApp, you are not on any, if you are on WhatsApp, but you are not on any church group WhatsApp, I want you to send me a personal message, just mention your name, okay? And I will create a special group for you solely for the purposes of sharing church information. In fact, it's not going to be a group that you can have access to. I mean, you cannot post anything there. It's just for me Posting information on church uh, activities. So don't be afraid of people posting things that you don't want to read. Okay. So if, if you are on if you're on WhatsApp but you're not in any church group WhatsApp, send me a WhatsApp message. For those of you who don't have my number, you can write it down. 054678 5398. 054 678 Are we okay? Check your friend if your friend has a notebook or is writing notes. Some people are sharing pens. Don't share pens. Get your own pen. Get your own notebook. Get your own Bible. And The last stage of life is multiplication of Christ. Ephesians four verse sixteen. In fact, Ephesians four ends with this in the, in the center of the chapter to show what the essence of all this spiritual growth we are talking about where it ends, where we begin to multiply Christ in other people. We've taken a memory verse. Be the central verse for this series, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19. Shall we repeat it together, Galatians? Again. So Paul's aim is that Christ should be formed in us. Christ's aim, God's aim, is that Christ should be formed in us. Jesus did not die so that we shall receive miracles. Jesus did not suffer for us us to have a stress-free life. There's no life like a stress-free life. Jesus did not die on the cross so we shall get our first choice schools. Jesus did not die on the cross so that that boy you have been eyeing will come to you. Jesus died on the cross that we might be reconciled to God that he will reproduce himself in us, that will go out and tell people who don't know that Jesus saves and that he's coming back to judge us according to the life that we have lived. So we must repent. And that is the reason why we are alive, to tell other people to run away from death. You see, if you follow what is happening In our world today, I mean, it's shocking, but it's not surprising. Those of who watch news, you know, recently an Asian country decided to, you know, properly now recognize gay marriages, and it was a big celebration. They have been trying to push it down to us. And I can tell you, I will not be surprised if one of these days, Ghana, we officially recognize gay marriages. We pray it doesn't happen. But if it happens, I won't be surprised. And you shouldn't be surprised. You see we must understand the times, and we must understand where the world is going, and we must understand why Christ wants us to stand up for him and be his witnesses. You see, when we read stories like the stories of Sodom and Gomorrah, we read it like some historical event, and we don't see how it can happen here. If you read Ephesians chapter 2 clearly, it says that, you see, it is the devil, the god of this earth that is distorting people's minds. Their minds are becoming depraved. In other words, you are big. You are a big teenager. You, call, you see yourself as an adult. You don't like to be called a child. But your, your head, your brains is, is so corrupted and depraved that that is, which is rotten you see as excellent food. That's what the devil does to the world. And that's what he does to even us Christians when we are not growing in him. So we see something which is excellent and we call it bad. And then that which is bad, we call it excellent. That's what Paul writes about in the book of Romans. We have exchanged the glory of God for depraved things. I'll be sharing some stuff with some of our facilitators. And some of the things that are happening, I mean, it's its some way. And we are going to make time to talk about some of these things in church. I think about three or four weeks ago, Uncle Dennis showed us some pictures here. And he was struggling to show us some of those pictures. We shall show you more. I remember after the first, I was discussing something with Uncle Dennis. And he asked me, have you heard about the Free Your Naples movement? Oh, it's coming. Everything in the West, it will come here. I am not know if you watched the VGMA show yesterday. Instead of, instead of reading your Bible. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. But for me, I didn't really watch But I read some stuff. When I read some of this, the things that I look out for are not things that other people look for. When I see certain things, I look out for trends, new trends. You heard that people were pulling guns on stage? Is this Ghanaian? But it's coming here. Some of the dressings that we saw. You see, but this is happened because people's minds are depraved. They have been corrupted by the God of this world who is leading them into disobedience. That is how we used to be until God captured us and we were born again. Many of us I know are born again. Maybe just one or two may not. But this thing we call the new birth. It's a mystery. Very complicated. Many of you, you, you didn't live in the world, so some of these things you don't fully understand. Some of you, your parents, are, for most of you, your parents are Christians. You grew up in church. I mean, you were born into church. attended Sunday school. So you're always in church. So you don't, know, you don't know what it means to live on the other side. And I've seen some of your seniors who... We're itching to experience the other side, and some of them went there for a short period. Some of the things they experienced, they quickly ran back. Unfortunately, some of them went and never came back, and they may never come back. That's it's scary. Look, there's nothing good. They don't try. Don't stay your, stay your track, stay your focus. Don't, don't, don't look! It, it doesn't. It doesn't pay. Okay. There's no life outside of Jesus Christ. John says, "He who was the Son of God has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life." Period. Don't let the world dictate to you what life is. The craze these days. Is to dress without brass and without panties. Yes. That, that's a craze. Why do you think the ladies dress like that? And it's becoming fashionable. And some of the fashions, they dress that way. And they want you to know that they are not wearing pants. They are not wearing a, a, a bra. They want you to know. So their fashion is designed. So I want you to see that you know that they are not wearing panties. I'm describing the life without Christ. Some of us, we lived that life for quite a greater part of our youth. I'm a guy into ladies, drinking, partying. If I tell you that I've smoked before, you can't imagine me smoking. The only thing I didn't do is I didn't do drugs. But if I had lived in your generation, maybe I would have experimented with drugs. Drugs. It doesn't pay. So don't try it. Don't be tempted. Don't say that you test it and see how it is like. Listen to wise counsel. Listen to people who have been there and have come out and they are telling you there's nothing good there. I'm sure many of you have heard this story which has gone viral so many times. Uh, it's it's, it's not a true thing but it's an imaginary thing written to illustrate a truth where somebody was given an opportunity to visit heaven and hell and when he went to hell I mean they showed him some nice pictures you know people enjoying life partying Having lots of fun, lots of food, and all that. Then he was taken to heaven to go and experience what heaven is like. And he went there, and it was all singing, worship. He said, This life is boring. So he was asked to make his choice. He said, I like hell. So he chose hell. And this is how he landed in hell. There were no parties. All the celebrities that he saw, I mean, they were not there. There was pain, anguish. And he asked, Ah, but yesterday when I was here, this is not what I saw. He said, Oh, that one was just a, a screensaver. Uh-huh. That is what the devil does to us. He confuses us with a spiritual screensaver. And we believe it. And we want it. Even those of us in church, we are yearning for it. Then way we go and mess up our lives. Some of us are not even bold enough to seek wise counsel to clean up our lives. So be careful. Don't venture there. It doesn't pay. Okay? We've had several experiences and testimonies of people who were in Teen Chapel who listened to us and yet decided to disobey. They messed up their lives big time. Especially ladies, be careful of the guys. Okay. <laughs> and guys, don't go about deceiving ladies. Yes. Oh, die, Your box is quite, you are struggling to buy. Yeah. I want to encourage you will we'll soon be starting leadership school, both for the JHS graduates and also for the SHS graduates. It's a school like no other. You, you, you hardly get stuff like this anywhere else. When the time comes, please don't miss that opportunity. I recall, and every year when we have leadership school, there are always some ladies that I have a special attention to. And I tell them, there are some of you, the way God has graced you, he has given you some special bodies. You see, you are, you are endowed by your personality and you attract all kinds of things and all kinds of people. I always question such people about what they have and how they can turn it for their good or how others can turn their life around negatively because of what God has blessed them with. Some of them listen. For one of those who listen, I will sort the permission so I cannot mention their name. I cannot even describe her. But at a stage when she was in the university, she wanted to to go and test and see how the other side of the world is like. But she remembered Teen Chapel and she didn't. She married a virgin and she's very happy she stayed the course. May you stay the course. What oh, I think I can mention her name. Auntie, I'm talking about Auntie Elsie. And what I'll make her tell you her story. You know Auntie Elsie, don't you? She's on maternity leave now. She's nursing her baby. There are other people. I remember a particular young lady. She even stayed in my house right a uh, exams because of poverty. I mean, she started doing all kinds of oh, Why am I digressing? But well, it's fine. Started doing all kinds of stuff. And unfortunately, you see, our parents are our spiritual authority, but be careful. Don't listen to everything they say. Test what they say with the scriptures. And if it doesn't agree with the scriptures, have a discussion with them. Tell them, Mommy, Daddy, this is what the Bible says. You're telling me this. I think it's not right. Still respect them, honor them, but confront them with the word. And this lady's mother was pushing her into guys. After Wasi, she, de- she decided to get married. First born. Second born. And then at a point, the relationship turned sour. She was chased out of a house with Cutlass. She and the man, the mother, the man chased them out of the house. I'm not telling you stories, though. You know I don't tell you stories. It's a true story. She became jobless. I, she went through tough times. The one day she called me. And then another time, another person called me. How many of you have no Ernest? Okay, maybe we'll the facilitators to know him. I, I brought him here to come and preach to us about two or three years ago on a prayer. Okay. NS Agbedano. One day NS called me. You, they, were, they, were, they were mates. One day NS called me and said, Uncle Bijou, please talk to our sister. I said, What am I going to say? I'll not talk to her. You see, and that's the scary thing about spiritual things. You see, in the scripture, God once said, Ephraim has joined himself to idols. Leave him alone. There are some decisions when we take. God will leave us alone. And he will leave us to mess our life. You think that God is only a God of love. He's he's also a just God. And there are some times that he will leave you to the consequences of your decisions. Sometimes you may get a second chance and you may come back. But you can't tell. So be careful. Paul says, it is very difficult when you have experienced the life of Christ and have tasted divine things when you backslide to be brought back to repentance. You don't hear people talking about certain things in church. But sometimes you need to hear it. There are some choices when you make and you go out of church, back into the first stage of life, you may never get the opportunity to come back. But I pray that you will not make that mistake. And even if you make that mistake, you call upon Jesus early. When you are overwhelmed, you remember the rock. And may God lead you there. And may you follow. Well, this morning, I want to share with us about the five kinds of life. Okay, like we did in the first service, I'll call upon my volunteers to help me illustrate this point. So, where's Auntie Delfina? We missed in the first service. Auntie Delfina, can you please come? And she's tired, so please get her a chair for me. Please get her a chair for me. My friend, can you join me? What's your name? What's your name? Martin, Martin, please come. You're not a shy guy, you. Be fine. Stand by until the now. Tracy, are you still here? Please come up. Uncle Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> In George, please join us. I was sharing the first service that you see, the world is confusing us with different truths. It's okay. It's confusing us with different truths. You see, there is this trend of thinking of a liberal life. Do what you like. Do what you like with your body. After all, it's your own body. It's not your own body. God loaned the body to you for a season. You cannot do what you like with your body. But the world is making us believe that we can do what we like with our body. This is all part of the spirit of disobedience and it is disobedience to God. I was reading an article recently about a state that had decided to you know, repeal the law on the, uh, legalizing abortion. The, 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 that Abortion is, is a crime. And it is. One of these is, I promise I'm going to show you a documentary on abortion. And you see that abortion is not just getting rid of something that you can't see. It is more than that. There was a lady in this church who didn't listen to us and got pregnant. And then she was trying to cajole me, to manipulate me into getting her to abort the baby. She was seeking my opinion about abortion. And we went on and on and on. And when she saw where I was going that I would not agree with her, because he merely had given a little liberty. He said, ah, Uncle Bishu also endorses it. She should have gone ahead to do abortion. Anyway, she went ahead and finally did abortion. So she told me, ah, my Uncle Bishu is only a clot of blood. It is not just a clot of blood. And that is the mistake we made. It is life. It's life. A lot of times when we, we ask your age, you calculate your age from the day you were born onto this earth, isn't it? But do you know that we are all older than the day we were born on this earth? The day we became a human being is when that egg met with that sperm and we were conceived. That's when we became a human being. That is the beginning of life. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 17. Can I get, get that for you, please? Ecclesiastes 12, verse 17. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. You know, we're all made from dust. In the beginning, that's how God created Adam and Eve. He took dust from the ground, molded it into a human being. The Bible says he breathed into the man. Before God breathed into the man, the man was like a statue of mud. But God, the Bible says, God breathed into the man and the man became a living soul. That was the only adult that was ever created. God breathed into him and he became a living soul. The Bible says in Ecclesi- Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes 12 verse 7 that, And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. When we die. Our body, which was made out of dust, returns to dust. It becomes dust again. And then the spirit that God breathed into man from the very beginning, that spirit doesn't die. That spirit goes back to God who gave the spirit in the first place. So we see clearly the first life that we have is our spiritual life when we are with God. Did you know that? Did you know that you were, God, you, you were God from the beginning? You don't know. No, nobody knows. Can you remember? You, you, you cannot even think about it. You can only think about it or you can only know when you are told or when you get a revelation of that. Nobody remembers when he or she was in the womb. Nobody. Do you remember when you were in the womb? Do you remember when you were born? Okay, you remember the date. Because you were told. But you don't know when you were born. You don't know how you were born. But when you are told, you can know. The first life you have is the life, the spirit, when we were with God. But nobody knows how it was like when we were with God as a spirit. It's only God who knows. Even when we were conceived, and God breathed that spirit into that uh, clot of blood, we have no idea what happened? Or what were like? Even when that embryo grew and became a human being, the womb could not contain you anymore, and you came out. You don't remember. You have no idea until you are told, or you learn it in science. None of us remember the, remembers the first year of our lives. We were pupu and wee-wee by heart. We don't remember. We don't know until we are told, or we see other. Young then you remember. That, hey, Miss he saw me to us like that some time ago. You see, Auntie Delfina here. You see, one human being, but it's more than one human being. That's it, that's it. That's it. The second human being does not know what is going on. He or she would never know that there was he, he, he or she was ever used for an illustration, never, unless he or she. He stood. One day, Auntie Defina will tell. <laughs> so the first life is where we are with God. The second life, when we were conceived and we lived in the womb, It's a certain kind of life. Now, when a baby is born, like we shared two weeks ago, the baby must grow. If the baby does not grow, the parents are worried. There's no parent that will see the baby at one year not crawling and not be concerned. And your baby is one and a half years, two years, it's still crawling. There must be something wrong. The parents should do everything in their power, spend all their savings to make sure that this baby walks. No mother or father will, be, will see the child at three years old and the child cannot talk and will see it as normal. Church, we have to grow spiritually. When after some time in Christ, after some time of hearing all this, such messages, and you are still acting like a baby, we are concerned. When you've been teaching for two years and you don't no work in a department and you don't no do your quiet time, you don't no pray, you don't no come for meeting, you don't no do anything, we are concerned. That's why Paul said, I labor again that Christ will be formed in you. And it is a pain to your leaders when after hearing all this stuff, after being in camp with us, and you are still behaving. Like a baby. And we want you to grow up. You must grow. You see, by the time you become like Martin, you see, life changes small. I can tell you, Martin is beginning to experience a hormones. I mean, <laughs> some things are turning inside him, and sometimes I'm sure you you And you'll be wondering, ah, where from this one too. The truth is that those homos were always there undeveloped. But at at a certain stage, by God's own design, these homos begin to grow and they get activated. And when they get activated, then trouble starts. And then by the time he grows and becomes like Tracy, now the the homos are matured. And it's like, you, you, I mean... Some things you don't want to do and you feel like doing. Some things you know are not right to do, but everything inside you is telling you to do it. But you see, it is only when you live a life without Christ that you follow the desires of the flesh. But when you are in Christ, that is why you must grow and be established in him. But when you are in Christ, it gives you the ability, even though the hormones are telling you on, but you keep them under control for the right time. By the time you become like Uncle Dan is there. <laughs> the the are... you see now he's married, so he, he can have sex. I mean yeah. he's permitted to have sex. And it is not sin. Let me tell you this. You know I'm a married counselor. Look. <laughs> Should I, should I go there, Quran? When you have sex outside of marriage. Eh? Thank you. Some of you, you allow boys to sleep with you uh, under trees, on benches, or. Uh, And you're always in a hurry because you are afraid you'll be caught. Even those, who, those of you who have the privilege of doing it in the bedroom, you, you're not sure who can come in at any time. It is abnormal, it is not God's way. There are so many dimensions I could talk about, but not for today. At the right time, we'll talk about them. But when you wait, and do things in God's time. He makes all things beautiful. I will never forget. I'm digressing too much. But it's fine. i never... No, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read scripture. I need to read scripture. Okay, thank you very much. i forget it. It's okay. Uncle George is just an advancement of you. <laughs> God told Jeremiah before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Jeremiah 1.5 So, before you were conceived, God knows you because you were with him. First stage of life. And then you become conceived. And then the physical birth, when you are born into the world, that's the third stage of life. But you need to grow. A newborn baby needs to grow. Now, at a stage in life, when you get confronted by the word of God and God begins to reveal himself to you, you come under conviction and you realize and understand the depravity of your life because you're in the first stage of life. And then by God's grace, if you call upon Jesus, you become born again. You see, this, this born again thing, look, it's such a mystery. It's so difficult to understand. Until you experience it, you cannot understand. And when you experience it, you know what you have experienced. I'm sure many of you, you've tried to talk to your friends about Christ, and then it's like, what are you talking about? They just don't get it. You can only get it by revelation when the Spirit of God brings revelation to you about who Jesus is. It is so difficult in fact practically impossible to understand the new birth with your own mind. It takes revelation to understand the new birth. God told Nicodemus you must be born again. And Nicodemus said, "Ah, old man like me how can I be born again? It's it's not possible. Me to go back into my mother's womb, to become a a clot of blood again and grow and be born, Jesus, how? Jesus told him, it's just like the wind. You feel its effects. You don't know where it's going. That's how it is like of anyone who is born again by the Spirit. When we are born of the Spirit, we hear the word of God, we get conviction Get revelation from the word. And then, when we do what the word says, when we accept that we are sinners, when we accept that Jesus took our place and died for us, when we believe that in our hearts, and we speak it out with our mouth, something supernatural happens. It doesn't make sense to the human mind. How can you just say you believe something? Say something with your mouth. then something supernatural happens. But that is God's design. That is God's will. The Bible says we become born again not by the will of man, but by the will of God. We are born not by the flesh, but by the spirit. So the new birth is a spiritual birth. When we are born again, we receive a new kind of life. So many things happen. It's it's only a few of them that we become aware of. From the scriptures initially but I can tell you when you are born again you are such a different person you are such a new creature your kind has never existed before and we will spend some time in the five part series too, to learn about the new creation realities, who we are in Christ and we shall all make sure that we grow up and become established in these truths and not be tossed by anything now the fifth type of life in the first service, I didn't have time to expand on this and unfortunately it looks like I may not be able to respond on it here too. The fifth type of life is a life that we are looking forward to heaven. When we shall receive a new body. First John chapter 3 Verse one to three tells us when Jesus appears, we shall see him as he really is, and we shall be like him. First John chapter three. You know, and the one who wrote these scriptures. He lived with Jesus Christ for three years. He learned from Jesus, the Apostle Paul, uh, the Apostle John. He learned from Jesus. He saw Jesus do miracles. He saw Jesus rise up from the dead. But you see, what he saw of Jesus was only one dimension of Jesus. Jesus in the human form, the God who became flesh and became a human being, lived in this earth and showed us how to live. None of them saw Jesus as he really is. Not even on the Mount of Transfiguration. When all of a sudden Jesus began to glow and they began to wonder and they said, they are not leaving this place, they are staying here. And Peter said, we will build three tents for you. One One for you Jesus, one for Moses and one for Elijah. And Jesus said, not yet. None of them saw Jesus as he really is. The son of God. Even the Apostle John, who had a revelation of who John is, as we read in 1 John chapter 1, where Jesus appeared and was so glowing full of fire and all that, that was not even the real Jesus. When he comes again, verse 2, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, it does not yet appear what it shall be, but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When Christ appears, we shall see Christ for who he really is the fullness of Christ, the fullness of glory and majesty. And the Bible says something that we don't often think about. We shall be like him. You see, and this is what the devil tries to distort. Right from the book of Genesis. When it says, Oh, God knows when you eat this this, this fruit, you'll be like him. When he appears, we shall really be like him. We shall be like God in all regards. Just meditate on this and let the Spirit of God give you insight. And you stop doing some of those silly things that we are doing. And you desire to grow. You desire to experience his glory. Look, if you want to understand, I wanted to read this scripture, but I can't because of time. So I plead if you want to go. I know when I give you assignments, you don't do but please, this one, do it. When you go, read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you can read the whole chapter fine. But if you can read from verse 35 downwards, it compares and compare and contrast two types of lives, two types of bodies. The body that is corruptible, the body that will decay, the body we have now And the new body we shall have, the body that will not decay, the body that cannot die, the body that can never be separated from God, I mean, the body that is incorruptible, nothing can can decompose that body. And if you want to have an idea of what that body is like, the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that there was a time that the disciples were meeting when Jesus appeared to them. He just appeared. He broke through the wall and appeared. That is the kind of body we shall have. If you want to understand this body that we shall have, the incorruptible body, it's the kind of body that Jesus Christ had. After speaking to his disciples for some time, the man became like a rocket and began to shoot into the air. He defied the laws of gravity. That's the incorruptible body. If you want to extend it further, the incorruptible body that we shall have is a body that can can traverse the entire universe. You'll be on earth the next minute you're on Mars and the next minute you're back to Pluto. And then back to earth. That's the incorruptible body. Because that is the nature of God. He will give us an incorruptible body. I pray that God will open our eyes. That we shall understand where he's taking us. First of all, now he's working with us. And he's working with our leaders. cooperating with us if we labor with him. That Christ will be formed in us. That will be changed from one degree of glory to a higher degree of glory. Day by day, as we yield our life to Jesus Christ, we become more and more like him. We grow in him. We become more established in him. We become mature. We, We become giants in him. And he will work with us. And he will honor us. And he will bless us. And he will make us the head and not the tail. He will go with us as we go out And you come back with us as we come in. I pray to God that we'll catch this fire and yearn for spiritual growth in Jesus'. Amen.